Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. A business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Okay, we hinted at it at the end of the first episode in Anna's interview series. So this is episode two. And today we're going to talk about boosting passive income or even starting to earn passive income through courses. And this is something if you're in a service based business, you've probably seen Facebook ads and Instagram ads and all the ads for this stuff. And I have always been really interested in courses, but Mm, it just seems like a hard thing to get into. But Anna revealed at the end of our last episode that she sold a mini course and earned $2,800, you know, and I'm like, geez, I need to get on this. So at what point were you in your writing business that you were like, hey, courses should be a thing for me? Well, when I decided to make writing full time, mm-hmm. I also at the same time started this Facebook group called RDs Who Write. And my intention, to be honest with you with that group, was to meet other RD writers who were ahead of me so they could tell me what to do. And so, like, that was my scam. Like, I was like, okay, they're making a ton of money with this. Like, I want to do that. So, how, like, I need to get, be friends with them and then they will tell me. Mm-hmm. So, what ended up happening over the last like three years that I've had the group is I became the expert because I was growing my business. Like I was doing many things to grow my business. And so after about a year and a half of having this group, I was like, I have to monetize this group. I'm in this group every day. Lots of time. Giving people free information, talking about this, talking about that. Like they get everything for me, you know? So I, dip my toe in with a $27 ebook. Mm-hmm. And on the first day I made $1,200. <laughs> like I just remember watching Bravo like at lunchtime and just my PayPal kept dinging, ding, 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 ding. Like just come like Vegas style. Oh my goodness. I think that <laughs> might even be better than Vegas. Cause it's like drawn out. So I think that they were just very grateful for all the free information that I have provided for all that time. And you know what? I will be honest when, when you build that community and I'm saying this as a community member, right? Because I have not had that extended Vegas experience just yet, but books, books and like lower priced things where I can be like, Hey, yeah, I can totally support you. I like, I, I have a ton of business books. Now I'm a fast reader, so I will get through all of them, but I know that by making that purchase when it first come comes out, like it, it just, it's a boost for, for the person that I'm supporting. And I have a lot of these really smart, amazing business owners. And if they, they sent me an email and Hey, Ruthie, I'm selling this thing for $27. I see it. Like if I'm a member of a Facebook group and I see it, I got $27 for you. I really like you. I got $27. Yeah. You know, so you're like giving me a reason to spend money with you right now. And, you know, that's amazing. They didn't even want to be writers. They just were so grateful for me that they bought the book. 
I like that. So um, to this day, that makes money. I mean, this month it's maybe $150 already. So that little ebook just sits there and just money just comes in. So people wanted more. So I created the course maybe a year later, maybe even more than that. I pre-sold it at first to see if anybody would buy for a lower price. Um, And I gave them some bonuses and things like that. I want to say I sold 40 on the pre-sale. Wow. And then I had to build it because I hadn't written a word. Right. But at least you were motivated then at that point, right? Because how easy would it have been to just been like, I'm not doing that right now. (laughs) Well, I actually lost my motivation a little bit. And so I procrastinated it. So the whole time the course was going on, I was trying to catch up on the content. But that was just my own personal fault because I was like, oh, I collected the money. Like, cool. I think in Jeff Walker's book, the um, what is it called? PLF uh, product launch. Shoot. Anyway, uh, he's got a book and he's like the king of launching products or whatever. And he actually doesn't fault that method where you build it as you go because you can actively incorporate feedback from the initial modules into the subsequent modules and make them even better as you go. So, I mean, I know you procrastinated, but, you know, it's a viable method. Yeah. No, I've launched it live twice. I decided in March to put it as a um, like evergreen product where people mm-hmm. could just buy it. And I sold zero. Like nobody wanted it. Yeah. And I think because my audience just needs like a fire under their butts a little bit. Everybody needs that. Yeah. Every Like I did, I did a live interview today um, in my Facebook group and I knew people had been telling me they were going to come, but it was in my Facebook group. So you'd have to join the Facebook group right? In order to see it. And people hadn't joined. Like I had one person. And so I went and I made sure I I already knew this was going to happen. I went into the Facebook event um, with my business page and on the LinkedIn event from my personal page and just Mm -hmm. reminded everybody that they're going to need to join the group to see the, to see the interview. And I think like 10 to 15 people sent requests to join the group right after I posted it. Because everybody was just like, oh, yeah, I'll just join right beforehand because that's what they do. So I created the mini course, which was just the three modules from the bigger course. And then I sold it. And that was only for two weeks. And that was it. And now it's gone forever. And now I pulled the main course down and I'm going to launch it again in September with a big bang. That sounds awesome. And I think that that's probably because I I have a few evergreen products myself, some informational products. Mm-hmm. But I've only ever sold a little, like a handful, not really enough to make a, a serious tip to scales. Um, but the other thing, too, is that because they're always there, like I, I know that I don't do a good job of promoting them, right? But if you know that there's even a deadline for you as the person marketing it, then you you put that push forward and, and you try to get in what you can. So based on what you've just explained, I'm going to have to reevaluate that because I know they're good products. Like there's like templates and all those sorts of stuff mm-hmm. in them. And I'm like, I know those are good products. I need to reevaluate that. But yeah. I mean, that sounds like a huge recommendation. Hey, don't launch those evergreen because people probably won't buy them. But are there any other top recommendations you have for people who might be considering getting started with courses, especially in light of quarantine, people who provide services who may now look at online ways to make money versus what they used to do? I highly recommend the pre-sale thing mm. yeah. because then, you know, before you put any effort into it, like, you know, that people are interested. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, and set yourself a number like you want to sell 10 or you want to sell 20 or whatever it is before you move forward. And then if it doesn't work out, you just give those people their money back and say, like, right. Yeah. You haven't heard anything. Did you um, did you have an email list before you started? I like, of course, we've we're both in marketing. We know that that's a key. What if you don't mind sharing, like how big was your email list before you decided to launch your first course or your ebook even? It was more about the group. The Facebook Um, group. Yeah. Okay. So my email, my Facebook group now has like 3,400 people in it. Um, Probably the time I did the first thing, it was maybe 2,000 people at most, or maybe 1,500. Mm -hmm. Um, And my email list is only about 1,800 of those people. Yeah. So it's not huge. Um, I mean, it's huge from where I'm sitting. So go you. No, it's, yeah. I mean, that's really good, especially for, you know, freelance writers, especially for writers, they don't build lists, you know, so to hear that you've got a list, even if it's not like clients on your list, right? But it is like, you said, it's a revenue stream. It's a viable revenue stream mm-hmm. for your business. Um, yeah, 1800 sounds huge from where I'm sitting. <laughs> Huge. because I was lame and I was slow about the whole email list thing, but I'm on it now, but I should have been on it already, but you know, it is what it is. I like your emails. Thank I you. Thank you very much. But yeah, I mean, but that's really good to know though. So Facebook group was about probably about 2000 people, right? Mm-hmm. And your email list would have been smaller. Um, but that's really good to know. I feel like, uh, the, the serious business impact of Facebook is definitely in the groups now. And we are going to talk about that, but how would you say courses have changed your business? Like, have they changed your business at all? Or is it like just an add to like, or did you have to shift effort? How did they change things for you once you started doing it? Well, the effort was really in the building of it. And then just the marketing of it. Once the building is done, like it's just there and it's content that you can just pull from. So it really is just a nice place in case the situation with the quarantine, you know, literally could do nothing, nothing, couldn't yeah. write a word. And I still managed to bring in what I needed to cover our expenses. That's that's powerful. That is powerful right there. I hope the people listening understand how strong and powerful that is, because, I mean, we all have failures. We all have hiccups. We all have bumps in the road. But to have this asset that you were able to be like, hey, okay, so maybe this price point, the full price point is too high. What can I do to, you know, still bring in money, but put it more within my audience's current price range with the current stresses of quarantine and things? And you did. And you did. And it was with something that you already owned. You created a mini course and you were able to pull in that that revenue for your business. And that is Oh, that's okay. Well, I was inspired by Rachel Rogers. Do you know who Rachel Rogers is? I don't, but I'm going to write that down. She has a program. Um, she helps entrepreneurs go from six figures to seven figures. Mm-hmm. And her program costs $25,000. Get out. So that's tough. She has one project, one uh, product. It's the $25,000 program, and that's it. But over quarantine, she sent an email for a hundred, a two hundred and ninety-five dollar program, which must have sounded really good to us, rest of us. It. I signed up for it, you know. And so I was like, huh, you know, maybe I don't need to hold on to this program that costs four hundred and ninety-seven dollars. Like maybe I can just pull out a piece of it and make it more affordable for my people for for temporarily. 
Yeah. So how did you market it in your Facebook group? Like how, how does that play a role? Like, so I have a new Facebook group and I know that, you know, I mean, uh, there are quite a few Facebook groups and they go dead for a variety of reasons. And, but you know, we do see some really successful ones like the freelance writer group that we're both in. I would say that's an incredibly successful group that almost runs itself sometimes, you know, and I feel like that's the point you really want to get to when you don't feel like you're just rattling around in an empty cage every time you step in there. But how do you market in your Facebook group, you know, to your audience? I'm present. I go in there and I am myself. You know, everybody knows, like, I don't pull punches. Like, I just say what I want to say. Every Wednesday, I do a live from the gym parking lot where I sit in the gym parking lot and I go live on Facebook and I just talk about whatever the hell I want. Like, fights with my husband, like just, you know, it's, it's frequently about writing, but it can be about just anything I'm thinking about, uh, that day. Uh Um, and I think that they really like connect with me as a person. I mean, I get 20, 30, 50 comments on those lives. People, how long are they? Less than five minutes. Wow. Okay. So they're, so you've kind of created that routine then, because if it's only five minutes, then they don't stumble upon that on accident. They know you're going to do it and they're waiting. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like yeah. that. And then just being engaged and then like answering every question that's there. Like, I don't know. I, I like to be the one who knows the answers and it's just, you know, who I am. So I'm present, but like with the marketing of the group or of the course, it was more just teasing it like, Hey, I'm working on this, you know, every couple of days, posting something, posting a screenshot of like what I'm doing or that kind of thing. And then giving them bonuses or the pre-sale. So they got a lower price, just kind of trying to encourage them and reminding them that the time is almost up and that kind of thing. It was the things that you see other people doing and you are annoyed by yourself because you're like, Oh my God, I'm posting so much 400 times, but it works like that one hour left email that people that you always get works. It does. It does. And I think it also depends on how you're viewing what you're offering, you know? So if you really believe in what it is that you're offering and you know, and again, looking at the psychology of things, you know, people wait, like they're not going to buy it when there's a week left to buy. I mean, some people will, but whether it's, like, so I saw this with my webinar when I saw the signups for my webinar. I got the most signups for my webinar in the last 48 hours, definitely the last 24 hours. And it's like you pointed out with your your uh, content that you were going to have evergreen. You know, now there's no deadline. And you see it, whether it's free or paid, you will see the most signups for something if you remind them right before it's going to expire or start or whatever it is. Understanding that psychology and really believing in what you're offering, I think can help you be like, you know what? Like, it seems like this is excessive one hour left email, but I've got people I know who are looking at these emails being like, okay, yeah, I'll do that later. Yeah, totally. And then they'll be like, why didn't you remind me? Yeah. Yeah. I send them. And then like in the morning I'll wake up and there'll be like four new buys. So I'm going to keep doing it. Even though I find it, I, even though I think I'm being annoying. 